Welcome to the Dynamax Podcast, Maine's premier powerlifting and strength sports podcast. From studios in Westbrook, Maine, with your hosts, Matt Israelson and Matt Strong. You ready, Matt? Bingo. Welcome, Matt. How's it going? Episode 32. It's going good. I say it every week, can't believe 32 now, right? We're on the better half of the goal that we set, so that's a good feeling, you know? Yes, and then we're going to decide on live ones, I guess, right? Yeah, we'll probably do a live one while we're in, before we hit episode 40, we'll do another live one, right. maybe. And, um, and maybe one a month or something? Yeah, maybe we'll try to do like two or three more live ones before we hit 50 and kind of reevaluate how we approach okay. the podcast. Yeah. Um. Meet announcement. So the registration for the open is now available. It's now available, and it's already starting to pick up. We've got a few entries already. Yes. So. Shout out to Travis for being the first to oh, really? sign up. Yep. Oh, I didn't know. Yep. I His think wife, he, too? I believe so. Shout out to both. Yes. Is there a cap on that one? I think it's 60. Okay. But don't... It'll fill don't, up. Yeah. It sounds like a big number, but it'll yeah. go fast. The way things have been going. So pay attention, everybody. That's right. And then the women's meet, of course, is March 10th. March 10th, right here. It's full. But come by if you want to see the strongest ladies around. Yep. You learn something and just come support the culture. Support the culture. We're all about women's powerlifting. That's right. So, Maddie, we got no guests today. No. But I think that's all right because I think we got something good to talk about. And it's kind of something that's unique to powerlifting and a big piece of it. Um I've had a few comments like, well, this would be a lot easier to watch, but we're going to do our best to talk about it because that's what we do. Right, and we'll get some videos out mm-hmm. there. Ah, so what we're going to talk about today is bands, chains, and kind of accommodating resistance and what makes it up, uh, how to set it up properly, signs that you're not setting it up properly, and kind of and answer some questions that we got from some of our listeners okay. uh, that posted on the Facebook and Instagram. We appreciate the questions that come in. Right. Um. So, something I guess I wanted to start with, Maddie, um, was you see a lot, you know, when you get into powerlifting, you start seeing people use specialty bars and, you know, bands or reverse bands or chains or whatever it may be. I think a lot of people, especially people who have been lifting a while, are attracted to it because it's new. Mm-hmm. It's a new way. and you st- Attracted to the, to the sport or attracted to the I, I, accommodating resistance? The accommodating resistance, okay. you know, okay. this, that style of training. Yep. Um, but is that what you're seeing? Uh, yeah, because I don't see that much here. No, but you see it a lot in the, when I used to lift at the fitness factory. Yeah, and uh, even way back at Orno. Oh, okay. You see people doing because uh, I think people see it and they're like, okay, well that might be a way. You know, I'm a bit, at a bit of a plateau right now. I'm feeling a bit beat up. Maybe I'll, you know, just throw a band on this okay. and okay. Uh, you know go against that or something as simple as you know using a band for curls instead of a barbell. Okay. But what I wanted to ask you was I feel like you need to have a base before you start doing accommodating resistance. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that. It's true. You know, if you poke around and read around, some of them say you need three years base. But you don't need that much. If you've got a, a squat base, a bench base, and a deadlift base, you could start with some mini bands. Uh, you could start with a light band on squat. Well, I don't think you'd ever go beyond a mini band on bench anyway. So that leaves that open. And then on squat... Uh, you could use a mini band as well. 
but I don't think you'd get as much. I think even a, somebody with six months of training could go with a light band on squat, okay? On deadlift, we never go beyond a mini band, although we double them. So the option there would be to not double it, just to feel that kind of resistance at the bottom. Okay. So let's let's step way back here for those who, are, you know, we got a pretty niche audience, but for those who do not know, uh-huh. when you refer to a mini band, light band, you're kind of... It goes mini, light, medium, heavy. And that was something that Westside used to sell bands. Am I correct? I, Is that like do you you I bought think, the I package? Think, I think now. I think they do now. I don't think they did. Right. I think now you could get them from them or Elite or Rogue or uh, Jump Stretch. Okay. Because you, you're right. The mini bands works out to a Rogue Red. The light works out to a Rogue Green, I believe. Uh, yeah. The green. The, the they're, they're all. I've seen all colors now. It used to be pretty much. Uh, minis were red, or actually, there's a monster mini as well. I got to point that out. There is a monster mini. It's just a bit thicker, but it's the same width as the mini. It's called a monster mini, and those are out there. Those are usually black, and then it goes to what oh, was always orange, but now I see them in purple and green, and and that's a medium. Excuse me, that's a light, and then the mediums were always gray, but now I see green and all kinds of colors, and then uh, the heavy bands are almost always blue, but I know there's a black one now. That's heavier than the blue, and then we have the silver, which are insane. They're, yeah, I haven't even tried them. So Man, actually, I skipped a couple of bands, but I'll give everybody a breakdown as we get going on on the basics. Right. Um, so I guess kind of what I was thinking was, you know, for each lift, kind of break down the different options you have. Okay. For the accommodating resistance. So and, if, and for for each powerlifting lift, obviously you can get creative. You can do this for overhead press if you wanted to. I've even seen people you clean against bands, which is pretty. Yeah, crazy. I know Louis. I think has some when Olympic people want to try it. He'll set that up for some Olympic lifters. Yeah, Louis Simmons. Right. So uh, is he the godfather of this? I think he's got to be right. Yeah, but I think he'd tell you he got it again from the Russians. I believe, and I think he'd tell you he didn't make it up. Okay. And then Fred Hatfield, you know him. Yep. He was putting bands on way back, but he also had a, a little bit of Russian study in his background too. So I think it still came from the Soviets. Okay. So I want to try to keep this like as if we were talking to people who, had, who didn't know, who were new to this, right? Okay. So when we're talking about, you know, lifting with bands, we're right. talking about the band is pulling the weight down. Towards the ground most of the time. The band, on squat and bench. Yep. What the, the the premise of it is, the eccentric. You know what that is. Yep. The eccentric is modified. There's much more coming down. Okay. Much more pull coming down than if you didn't have it on the bar. All right. Yep. So what's the what's the answer to that? You have got to develop speed to finish the lift on the concentric. That's the whole premise behind going against the bands. Or chains or whatever. No, chains are a little different because they lighten as you go. Right. Okay. The the tension is there on the bands down, 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 down. It is a bit lighter at the bottom, but it follows a real strength curve, which uh, if you have 300 pounds on the bar, I'm sure you're familiar with physics. It is a touch lighter right at the very bottom and then it all picks up again, which is the same with uh, the bands. It's a natural strength curve. The chains deload, 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 and then pick up much quicker. Right, so as obviously as you're on the, I'm sorry, if you're lifting against a band, as you, you start, when you start at the top of the lift. It's an accentuated eccentric. 
Correct. That's, so, the, that's the key to learn. Just like if you were to take a rubber band and stretch it with your fingers, it's going to be much more tension when it's fully stretched than when your fingers are touching and there is no tension. Correct. But you have, yes, but the idea is you stand up with a squat and you have all that tension and you still have tension, tension, tension. It finally lightens at the bottom, which is the natural strength curve. Yeah. So, for squat. Let's yes. start with that one, okay. if you don't mind. Yep. Mine as well. Um, there's, there's a lot of options for squat. Uh, probably the most, maybe. Uh, maybe bench has a few more options for the accommodating Bench is pretty much mini bands. I don't like to, you know, if you look around, if you west side even, mini bands is pretty much what they use on, on bench. So, as um, someone who uses accommodating resistance pr prominently, or quite a bit in, yeah. in the way you lift, kind of give me an example of the main... So you, you squat against bands, you squat against double bands, you squat against chain, like kind of break it down. Like what are the options? You know, I wanted to use accommodating resistance mm -hmm. with the squat workout, Maddie the coach, what do I have for options? Let's say you came to me for that. Yeah. Okay. I know you have a good base. I would take and start you with the medium bands, the ones just before the blues. So what does that work out to be tension at the top? Uh, probably I jotted it down so everybody could at least have an idea. Around 190 at the top, but 135 at the bottom. Okay. Okay. And that's, I mean, the monolift is adjustable. Right. And everybody's a different height. But just use those numbers for, for now. Of course. Because if you're six foot five, we you're going to have a lot more tension than me, right. who's five foot nine. <laughs> if, you, if you train here, you know there's a chart out there. But that's based on a pair of two by fours taped to the bottom of the monolift, which gave it more tension. So, so you're, you're making the length of that right, band a but if you longer. figure the medium bands are 190 to begin with, about 135 when you when you hit a parallel box or however you're training, that's your two numbers. Gotcha. Okay. So um, we we've been talking about bands a lot. Um, there's obviously chains too. Chains. So um, and when you say chains, we don't mean just taking a chain and draping it over the bar. No. Um, which I've done before back in the day when I didn't yeah. know I ran out of you know I ran out of plastic plates in my right. parents basement and yeah. I found a oh, chain you did. I literally would Good for you. I would like wrap it around the center of the bar Good for you like right before and yeah. it would be like in my face and everything it was pretty stupid no, way, not that stupid <laughs> now they no I mean it was it was a little bit more weight but um, even when I first started coming here and I had been lifting for a long time I was still setting up the chains wrong so I think it's important to kind of talk about um, you know, right. There's a specific collar that you use that happens. You want to use our Dynamax specialty collar? That's right. Give me a call. Yep. Or, I'll, yep. I'll send you a pair. You come in here and use them. Elite FDS also. If Go you're online uh, and buy them from him, from Dave Tate. If you're uh, not available to get here. They're all over the world now. That's awesome. And there, there's plenty of other options too, different products out there. There is, but if you want the best ones. That's damn right. Um, all right. So if you're going to set up chains on them, first of all, I'm done with them for deadlift. You, if you want to do them for deadlift, folks, go ahead. That's something I'm not talking about. Yeah. So you, I've seen people put them in the middle. Yeah. And well, why is it that you don't like doing them on deads? Because I can give you six other things to do on. Deadlift. But I guess you know, I I know why you don't. But for those who are listening, like it, it's they they either hit you if you put them in the middle. Yeah. Or you set the bar back down when you have them on the ends. And it's all screwed up. And it's all screwed up. So we we got plenty of other options. Yeah. Okay. On deadlift. So that's it for that. On squat and bench, basically you need to make sure there's about four or five links on the floor when your bar is set up. If you have chain swinging, I think you're asking for trouble. 
Because of... Because of the load on tendons. The way the tendons accept that weight. When it's swinging like that. Yep. I, you know, I see programs that call for them to not be on, on contact with the floor, but four or five links when it's set up, and a couple of links when you even when you're locked out. Right. So that there's always a link on the ground throughout the entire room. two. But a good rule of thumb is if you got four, four or five links touching the floor, you're going to be okay at lockout. So we were talking about where to buy bands. You got a bunch of different options. Yeah. Buying chains is much more difficult. I remember yeah. trying to yeah. buy chains and going to Home Depot and the biggest one you find, you yeah. wouldn't even lock your bike up with. Right. So where where do you get these chains? I know if you want to, uh, if you look at the West Side site, you get, I think it's Topper Supply. Okay. And they'll ship them to you from, I think, Columbus. Is that like an industrial? I guess so. That's where he gets them. Okay. But I think I got most of mine at uh, Granger. Oh, really? Okay. Or what's the, KL Jack on Warren Ave. One of those two places. Sure. And you can get an, a, up to a certain uh, gauge. You probably know more than I do about that. The gauge of the chain or the size yeah. of the... I mean, Lowe's and Home Depot goes to a certain size, and it's not what you're cut out for for powerlifting. You need to go much. You need to go to an industrial supplier, or I like think a, to, to, if you don't want to have to have a bunch of different chains, then you need to go a little higher. Right. You can get the lead chain there. Yep. And you can get probably uh, you'd have to weigh them because um, I can't remember. I, I did buy a few from Home Depot or Lowe's, but we got lucky on a couple of the heavy ones. It's much easier to load two two pair of fifties than all those tens. Exactly. So we've got here, I think, like two different weights of chains that you would load onto a bar. You've got a big one and a small one. We got a pair of 50s, and we got a pair of 20s, and then the rest of them are all 12. 12. That's... And with the collars, you figure one pair. With the collars, you get 25 pounds. Okay. Add another pair of those, 50, 75, 100. Okay. So you got four chains. You got 100, 100 pounds. pounds. At lockout, if you've set it up right. Yes. You mentioned the leader. And the lead chain, we don't count it. But. Right, but so what the leader is, you know... Um, I'm sorry, you're right. It's uh, I'm trying to be as if... Yeah, exactly. Trying to step way back here. So if you have a, a, at least a, a user-friendly collar, you I don't know if I can say this and convey it, uh, enough light chain to run the, the chain you're going to lift to the four-link off-the-floor setup. Exactly. So a little bit of what we call lead chain. Right, so you've got um, your main chain that you're lifting against that you're accommodating resistance yes. that has... You know, so picture if you got a, a five-foot length of chain, in the middle you've got a carabiner. Correct. From that carabiner, you're attaching that to the lead chain, which you adjust the height of so that you can attach it to the collars. Right around, just loop, hook it right around the, the loop. Right, so in this way, we're able to use the same collars and the same chains for squats and bench, where obviously the barbell is going to be much higher or much lower off the ground. And you can accommodate most of the guys. Exactly. Or women. Or yeah. Women, I've, I'm yet to see someone who hasn't been accommodated by that. And we've had yeah. people 6'8 to 5'1 mm -hmm. you know, yeah. in here. 4'10 yeah. for, so, for Carolyn. Correct. But even even with her, we can accommodate her. Yes. Uh, and just keep in mind the 4 to 5 link on the floor to begin with. Okay. It seems to work. Yes. So that was the squat. And that was all accommodating resistance. Correct. If you were doing... Um, now, say you wanted to overload a little bit, you yes. know, maybe feel a little bit more in your back than you're used to on the squat. You right. can do reverse bands. So we do suspended, a suspended or reverse band in the squat, bench, or deadlift. Yeah. Okay. So that one's 
Unique. Oh, you can do that for all three. You call it the lighting method. You can call it reverse bands. Louis Simmons likes to call it the futures method. I've heard that because he think he says if you if you can handle it there, you'll eventually handle it without the bands in the future. It's an excellent way on squat. It's an excellent way on all of them to gain confidence. Yes, that's what I was going to say. On bench, if you're wearing a shirt and you have any trouble touching, it's the best way to do your first few shirt workouts and learn that touch. Gotcha. Getting the bar down to your chest is what I'm trying to say, folks. You know, as a raw lifter, yeah. one of the biggest things that that's helping me with is the confidence. Because when you, you're taking weight that you wouldn't normally be taking, you're seeing your, you know, you're walking up to a barbell that has mm -hmm. more weight than you're used to, yeah. not by a lot, and you're confidently lifting it. And you tell me if you don't agree with this. I don't know. What did you probably took what four or five hundred pounds on that for for your lockout on your. Suspended. Oh yeah, for a bench it yeah. was four fifty-five. Okay, so if you agree with me, I think you have most of that at the top. Oh yeah, at the top right? you can watch me. I'm squirming. Yeah, yeah. you're locking most of that out. Yeah. So it's a real good way to get that bar in your hands and get familiar with it. So with that being said, what if I had tried to do nine hundred pounds on that bench? How heavy should I go? <laughs> well, you made. You well, like what percentage? I guess. Uh, we haven't used percentages on the suspended stuff, uh, only because it's hard to calculate that. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm never sure what we're getting out of the bands. Right. So we go along, warm up, hit one. You know, if you can add fifty on the squat, uh, that's on the bench. On the squat, one of the better programs is walk your way up to a double straight weight, and then uh, whatever you took, throw the bands on, and a forty-five. Okay. Okay. Hit a single. Leave the bands, and obviously. Evaluate from there. Kind of it, no, and then add a quarter. And that ought to tell you what's going on. Gotcha. So a 45, then a quarter. Okay. I feel like I've seen, like, not necessarily uh, like a percentage of the band tension, but, you know, say I could squat, you know, my best is 555. Yeah. And to go for, uh, if I were to do. I, in the blue bands, I would think you would probably go around 700. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. I well, was going to say. Knee wraps, yeah. With your knee wraps in blue bands. On the monolift, and your tight knee wraps. Yep. And you've already done five fifty raw. I would think you'd be between six fifty and seven. Wow. Okay. So I was thinking that, like, to basically you know take ten percent of what my lift was, add that, and then have that be the reverse. But it, I guess it all depends on. That was an art. That was from well, an article. Ten percent puts you at six oh five. Right. Right. Yeah. I know you'd do that. So there's there's your forty fives. Right. No, that's not your. That's no, just right. 25s. Yeah, because we'd be. So at let's call it your forty fives. That would be about six forty five. Mm -hmm. I know you'll do that. And then just what I said, be about six ninety five. I bet you. Once I'm done with this USAPL yep. crap, I'll have to give that a shot. That's with the blues. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, and of course, I've I've used blues and then added a medium over them, a couple of bands, just to take more weight. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, just to totally beat this to death, in case there's anyone who's wondering the final step, mm -hmm. on reverse bands for squat. Yes. Does the band go, do you prefer the band to be on the, just like the, for lack of a better word, the shaft of the barbell or the sleeve of the barbell over the plates? I like it out over the plates. Yeah, okay. Because now we can slip them off, change weights for guys, yep. for girls, whatever. Right. Uh, I know a lot of guys hang them on the inside, but I don't know if you get as much help. I mean, if I want to use them, I want to get some help out of them. Right. So when they're just looped on the inside, I'm not sure. Right. Because obviously when they're wrapped around the outside, they're going to be a little longer. More right. So they're going to be more tension. Yes. 
but it's not necessarily directly your your tension isn't necessarily in the yeah plane of motion per se that's your department again yeah and i can't weigh in on that too much but it's just something that i've kind of thought about and i wanted to know your your preference on my preference is outside okay yeah so my final question on the squat before we move on to the bench is how about the I've heard of West Side guys getting up to, you know, the a total accommodating resistance of like 1,400 pounds when they combined bands and chains. Um, versus the, you're going against them. Yeah, uh, yeah. For, so now you're going against them for yep. bands and chains. Yep. The combination of the yep. two. How do you, uh, and this could really be applied to bench as well, but how do you, because it makes sense to me, you know, you're going to do nine sets of three on bench with, uh, you know, something you can move really quick. Mm-hmm. But when, it, when when you start doing bands and chains, that's where I feel like I'm guessing. I, do you guys, I see you guys do it on bench a lot, but maybe not so much on squat? So you're talking about using two forms of uh, yeah, bands so you've and got, chains. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and what's the question? How do you kind of justify like the load or like, you know, kind well, of guys, uh, run me through it. If you wanted to do, you guys have, you're doing a... a a squat day against the. Well, let's take you. You okay. work up to 505 for a straight up double. Yep. Okay. Now you're ready for the bands. Yep. And you're ready for that uh, plate on each end that we talked about, right? Okay. So there goes the plate. You're at 505. Now you're at 595 in blue bands. Let's just use blue bands. Okay. You're I'm sorry. Say, I meant um, against bands I'm sorry. and against chains. Okay. Sorry. You mean versus them. Yes, right. All right, okay. So, you, so you've got bands at the ground and you've got chains hanging as well. All right, so you're probably, if you're 555, so if you're going to go against the blues, all right, you're going to have, I think you would be safe to say three plates against the blues. You can hit, you can hit a single or a double. I don't know if I've ever tried, to be honest. I Actually, no, I have. I've definitely done three plates against the blues. Well, we'll do the math. It's 325 on the bar yeah. and about 200... Uh, where you would have it set would be about 2.30 at the top. So that's two, that's mid fives. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Let's be back at like 5.50. Around 5.50, which is where you're at. Yeah. And now you say, well, I want to, I'm going to, I want to hit a little bit of a, um, a, um, a max today, but I want to, I want to hit it through, uh, the accommodating resistance. I don't feel like, I don't want to try 600 pounds worth of plates. Right. So there's your blue bands. You're going against those. And I say, well, Matt, let's throw 25 pounds of chains on there and see what you do. So you hit 550 or 575. You hit that, we'll throw another 25 pounds of chain. So now you have blue against blue bands and 50 pounds of chain. So your accommodating resistance is about 285. Okay, gotcha. Makes sense? Yeah. That's something that I've always wondered. I recommend a box. Yes. Okay. Um, So moving on to the bench. This is something, this is probably where I have the most experience in accommodating resistance. Okay. For a long time, I was joining you guys on Saturday mornings, um, hitting um, either against bands or against chains or mm-hmm. a combination of the two. Yeah. And that's helped my bench quite a bit. Um, and I think that, you know, one of the, something that I remember when I first watched, you know, a YouTube video or maybe a Facebook video yeah. of someone benching against bands, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, Jesus, that looks dangerous. Because <laughs> you're making kind of a, guillotine almost yes. between the barbell and the bench yeah. um, so I guess something that we should talk about too is uh, safety involved okay. in this yeah well bench wise I mean we got the face savers now so. yeah but you and squat we got the straps you got the straps but you also will have you don't you're not doing these workouts by yourself no it's pretty hard to 
It's you can't clear you can't clear that that out. Well, some of the guys probably can, but I wouldn't do it. Yeah, it's. Uh, but now remember, as far as I'm concerned, I think if you check West Side, they're not using any more than a mini band on bench though. Okay. Yeah, because I was gonna say I have seen. Uh, Maybe they might use the monster mini, but right, it's, it's basically a mini. I have seen someone here go up to the Rogue Greens, which yeah. was, I mean, I tried it with the bar and just about cut myself in half. <laughs> and I watched. I mean, the guys that brewed is Eric. Yes, he worked up to I want to say two, two plates at a ten against the greens. Mm -hmm. But the first time he did them, he you know we're using a. Um, we're using a, a, a heavy dumbbell to anchor the, oh, to the band down. Oh, to hold the bands on the, on the floor. Yeah, and so he had a 60-pound band, mm -hmm. and with a 100-pound plate on the ground, he was a 100-pound dumbbell on the ground, he was lifting it. It was coming up. I was coming up. So I just wanted to say, kind of a rule of thumb that I've noticed is you really only have to worry about this on bench, because on squat, you're going to anchor it under the monolift. And on deadlift, you're going to anchor it to the platform. Most of the time, I have seen people do it. Or on deadlift, you're going to anchor it to the platform. Correct. I have seen people do it to dumbbells. But I bet you, usually, you often see people use it to a dumbbell. Make sure that dumbbell is about three times what the band's tension is for. It's a good rule of thumb. But the other good rule of thumb, I think, is just stay with the minis, folks. Yes. You can load up that other the other bands, but it, to me, it doesn't make sense. But if you are going to load up the minis, you're going to want to grab more than a 50-pound dumbbell is yes, what I'm getting. Because they'll start rolling. Exactly. And then you're going to hurt your shoulder. Or you'll find that it's lifted, and now you've got yeah, a real accommodating resistance. Yeah. Um, so something that I want to talk about on bench was uh, sets and reps. Okay. Because this is something that I've kind of messed with a few mm -hmm. times. And I've only seen popular, like the popular method is you either do nine sets of three or five sets of six. So I guess I wanted to kind of get you to weigh in on that and kind of like, what's the reason? Obviously, speed is the thought, but what's kind of the, the reason behind that? Well, uh, five sets of six, it, um, the West Side rule on five sets of six is he, he, the only thing he likes with that is that ultra-wide bench. Now, okay. I don't know who else is doing it. Yeah. That's, that's the only time I ever use five sets of six. The rest of the time is either speed, nine, ten, and 12 sets of three sometimes even. Changing the grip, three grips, you know that. Yep. So, so do you, when you, so you'll do three pinky, sets of one. On, everything's inside the ring. Pinky on the ring, halfway, and then almost to the smooth. Do you start wide and work your way in? I always do, but I don't go in much anymore because of my elbow, but the rest of the guys do that. Yep. Okay. I, you know, it's funny. I was thinking that I started narrow and worked my way out, but I definitely did the opposite. It doesn't, I don't think it matters. Right. Some guys alternate each set. And why would you do that? Which one? Alternate. Period. Uh, I'm not sure because I just mixed up if I did that. <laughs> so I wouldn't do that. But, um, you know, I do find that it's like you you open the world to a whole... You, you open yourself to a new world of possibilities in the bench where you start working with different grips. Because now, instead of just having a close grip PR and um, a wide, you know, a competition grip PR, mm -hmm. you got all the ones in between. And you might know that, okay, I want to start with my pinkies on the ring because I'm a little stiff, and then get my way to the middle fingers out the, to the ring. What took for the competition grab? I just mean it generally. I wouldn't go to, you know, you're either doing one, it's one day or the other. So if you're competition grip mm -hmm. and you're using bands, that's where you're going to be that day. Right. If you're on a, a dynamic day, then you are using the three grips. Sure. But you're not going to get to your competition grip that day. Right. I guess all I was saying was... 
I kind of exposed myself to the possibility of all the different grips, other than just close-in competition oh, okay. because okay. of this. All right. That, that's a very good point. Um, and you know, I was someone, when I first started here, by, I was benching closer than what I bench for close grip now. <laughs> you were benching? I was benching ultra close. Oh, for your, for your, all your lifts? All my lifts. Yeah, you know, that, that seems to be the uh, pervading... Well, you know what it is. I think people they want to go like push. Because yeah. If you were to push someone, that's what your bench is. This new fellow we've got, the big dude. He's that's where he wants to stay. So we're bringing him out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Everybody new seems to think that's where you need to be. Well, I think that's how you do a push up. That's how you uh, intuitively. And also, people think that when you're going to go ultra wide, that you're going to destroy your shoulders. But I found it's a total it's opposite. Save your shoulders. Exactly, because it's a less range of motion. You you keep going close enough, close long enough, you tear your shoulders all up. Oh yeah, I mean, I remember being dumb in college and literally benching with my hands touching, and it's, yeah, it's awful it. for your wrists yeah. and your movement. I mean, just think about how far your elbow goes. Yeah, that was kind of when I thought when someone said that to me, like think about the travel that your elbow takes when you're close grip versus when you're wide grip. Your elbow is moving so much more, and move more, more energy. Physics. Yeah, exactly. More wear and tear, um, and whatnot. Okay, so. We we went on a little tangent there. That's okay. And as far as the speed bench, remember the the how to choose the weight. It's about fifty percent of your shirted max or sixty percent of your uh, raw max. That's what you would use for your nine sets of three. Correct. If you're going to add the bands, you got to calculate the tension from the bands. Okay, so that that's a, that brings up an interesting point because this is something that people get caught up with too. So I have I'm going to get the calculator out of here. I've got a. Say we're using mini bands, which add 30 pounds per side. About 70 total pounds. So 70 total pounds, and I have a 320 pound max. 320, so if you weren't using the bands, you'd be working at about, what, 160, is that what that is? Yep. And then would I, would I minus 70 to be working with 90? Uh, there's a way to calculate that, but you, I would think you would probably end up around maybe 125. Okay, so on just the bar, a little... On the bar. Right. Because that's if I I'd have to watch you if they were the right speed. I, I know it doesn't sound like much, but yeah, it is funny because those are I a lot of people get caught up with. They can't handle it. They can't handle lifting light. You know who George Albert is? No, I do not. He's one of the greatest benchers they ever had out there at Westside. I think he was in at one eighty one. He was benching over seven. Whoa! He went to one ninety eight. I'm I think, and he was approaching eight. His speed weight was one eighty five. Sometimes less. Yeah. 165, 175. Yeah, I did see, uh, you know who Matt Wenning is? Of course. Yeah, he's a uh, 600, mid-six raw venture. And uh, yeah, 185 against bands. Well, there you go. So it's kind of, if you're benching 185 against bands, ask yourself if you can bench 600 pounds. And I just heard you <laughs> these guys. I right. said, oh, I didn't know you were at, I, I, that's great, you're at 600. <laughs> I always do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it puts people in you perspective. You never told me you made 600. Good. Good for you. It's a huge ego check. And there's several guys. I'm like, we won't go into names. No, I think it's most yeah, you know, dudes in general. You yeah. Guys, man. Actually, I'm done. I'm, I'm done anyway. Tell me. <laughs> Live and learn. Yeah. Um, so something that, uh, on the bench, some more on that, uh, reverse bands. This right. is something that. I hadn't seen it until I came here, mm-hmm. and if you're listening to this podcast and you notice the avatar, that was a photo of a reverse band session. 
Nine plates by Crystal Joy. Okay. Eight fifty five against the reverse okay. hands. Okay. So kind of take me through your methodology. You know why you use the reverse. You know it's a future method. Futures. You call it that. Call it the lightning method. Futures method. Uh, suspended bands. Whatever you want to call it. Again, how am I going to get weight in my hands that I wouldn't normally have? How am I going to get acquainted with whatever the weight is? So is that kind of really just? Am I going to do negatives? No, thank you. All right, I want to move the weight. I don't want to just let it come down. Yeah. So I'm going to try something like that. Do you ever do, speaking of, you know, I do see people do negatives. They try to bring it down as slow as yeah. possible to get right. that time and retention. Right. Something I've also seen, one of the best benchers out there, Jen Thompson, mm -hmm. uh, you know you know who that is, right? I don't. She's IPF world record holder, three, four, 315 raw bench at 132. Okay. So imagine Emily bench at 315. Okay. That's uh, Jen Thompson. All right. And um, well, something that she's big into is ISO holds. So she's a 320-pound bencher, and I've seen her hold five, uh, six plates, 585, and just hold it for 30 seconds at the top. On the bench? Yeah. I just hold it there. At 132 pounds. Yeah. Have you ever done anything like that? ISO holds or anything? Uh, for squat, not for bench. Really? Yeah. Okay. Just to feel it on your back. Correct. So yeah, she's taking it at competition grip, which for her is index. Mm -hmm. So she's ultra wide, and she's just hanging it there. She's got the face savers as high as they go, right. and then when she hits thirty, she just brings it down. Oh, just sets it on the on the uh, yeah. Okay, that that makes sense to me. That's not a negative. That's right. something else. Yeah, so you, it's not something you. She come holds. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, uh, I haven't done it, but it makes sense. Yeah. And you know something on the bench that I didn't even think of as a combinating resistance that uh, Gabe mentioned yesterday was boards. Mm -hmm. Boards are another, so, another piece of a combinating resistance, right? So you you shorten the uh, range of motion. Mostly, more. mostly you're working on where you miss it from. Who, nobody misses off their chest. I mean, unless you don't know what you're choosing for a weight. Right, unless you're going way too heavy. Yeah, within reason. Nobody's going to miss off their chest. They're going to get it where here. Or here, mm -hmm. so those are the those are the parameters we're working on. Yeah, and that, especially if you shirt it, this is pretty much guaranteed on it in a shirt. Correct. Right. So start working on that if that's that what's going on with you. Yeah, because I'm someone who I got strong triceps. You know, like as we were talking about earlier, I was able to do you know a 455 reverse band bench, lock it out at the top, no problems. Uh, but I struggle. It's like it's even though I'm a raw bencher, it's that. You know, six inches off the chest. That's universal. So where, how would you, you know, now that I've given you my diagnosis, what would I'd you describe? You one board, two board. two board? Two board. Okay. Two board. I bet you're fine on one board. Do you pause that? Uh, you know, the, just the press. Okay. Press, not press. Sure. You don't need that. So just a, like a... You get closer to the meat. We, a quick pause, yes, I guess you would call it. And then as the meat got closer, we start working with a longer pause. Sure. But if I was training you to, to get your bench up, start moving weight, just press. Not bouncing them, just press. Right. And then we got other stuff uh, here for that too, like the uh, Elite FTS shoulder saver. That that round pad. Yeah, so that is... Which I a, use as a, as a board, because it's about two boards, right? Yeah, I think it's two boards when it's on. So it's basically like it's a uh, it's a cylinder that's cut in half with another little half pipe kind of cut in the middle of that's, it. That's, yeah. So that when you stick it, when you stick, when you put it onto the barbell, it's a two board. Right. It's so probably about a two and a half board. I've been having someone just lay it on my chest, you know. Yeah. Because I feel funny when it's on the bar. It's contacting me instead of me contacting the, 
you know, follow. Yeah, so, I know, and you've I've heard you say that multiple times, and I still haven't totally wrapped my head around the difference. Uh, I mean, I definitely feel the difference, but I can't understand. I feel the difference, why. so I don't, and I don't like it. So that's why I just lay it on my chest. Yeah, yeah, because I've uh, that thing's helped me. Again, that's yes, another confidence yeah. thing too. Yes, exactly. Another yeah. you can do some future method with those as well. Yes, that's right. Two board, one board, three board, and then uh, there's a five, there's a four and a five board out there. I don't know if you've seen them. Of course you've seen them. I've seen them, but I, in the corner, I don't mostly. think I've I've only used them for setting up uh, incline bench. There's uh, <laughs> there's um, the five board we were we were um, doing some, what they call throws. I don't know if you've seen that. It's like the very last movement of the yeah, shirted bench. Yeah, uh, yes, exactly. And uh, the guy's name is Sebastian Burns. You know, I've have heard that name. Okay, he came up here, and uh, he, he they use the five board uh, at the end of all their workouts, but they're bench only. And they, they do those throws. They hit it really low and just back it goes. Really low, back it goes. And when you say really low, you mean low on the chest? Like low, correct. Right. Down in the belly, in the belly area. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, they, they use five board exclusively for that. Wow. And are they going super heavy on that? They go quite heavy. They don't go as heavy as their workout went. They do it at the end of their workout. Okay. So if they were, are these guys, are they uh, gear metal militia? Oh, right. Okay. Some of them are geared, some of them aren't. I got a video somewhere. I'll, I'll get it. So let's say that they're a four-plate bencher. What would they do the five-board throws to? Uh, I think th probably three plates and a 25, if okay. I remember right. Something like that. Okay, yeah. so like a, a 20, you know, one less jump. It's it's not, it's not, yeah, they have they do it at the end of whatever they've done, so. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, deads. Deads. We talked about no chains. Correct. Screw the chains on the deads. As far as I'm, you know, I don't care what anybody does. I'm just telling you it's, how it's, I feel about it. Yeah, and you know, that the deadlift is the easiest one to try chains on because it's got the least amount of consequences if you fuck it up. <laughs> right? It's not going. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And if you if you don't set the chains up wrong, it's not like you've got this weight on your back no. or you're not pinned right. to the bench. Yeah. Um, so I think this is what a lot of people try. You know, they see... Yep. A chain like me in my basement you know they yep. see a chain mm -hmm. and they're like you know I'm gonna throw it over the barbell and which I thought was smart that you said uh, eh, we'll debate that it's pretty good. <laughs> I, thought, I mean you hadn't had any experience right I thought it was pretty good it's pretty clever at the time I'll give myself a bad it was funny because it would work good like for one set and then it would get like unraveled and I'd get like hit in the mm -hmm. face with the yeah. hook or whatever and I'd have yeah. to throw it because it was for like you know pulling yeah. Uh, trucks out and stuff so yeah so yeah even a chain that's for good enough for pulling trucks out is not enough weight it's not a big enough gauge i'll do i'll do a little research to find out what the gauge is yeah because well, they call the them top, the topper supply was pushing i think the three eighths chain three eighths so that is the diameter of the yeah. length of one chain and if you look up topper supply they're out of columbus i think columbus yeah so yeah you could also i think that if you kind of ask mm -hmm. if you go to a granger supply something like that and you ask them for a ship's chain Yes. For a, like a ship? Yes. Um, they'll uh, hook you up. That'll, marine chain. Exactly. That'll get you going in the right direction. If you read the West Side stuff, it doesn't. It just breaks it down to two chains, two which chains. means he knows exactly what his chains are. Yes, exactly. Or it'll say 385 pounds of chain, which means he has those denominations. Do you know who two chains is? Is he a rapper? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyone who heard that, anyone who heard that, if you two chain, like two chains... That's, that's his like thing, you know, before he wraps. Like, I did Two chains. We won't go too deep into that. Okay. Anyways, back to Dead's. Accommodating okay. does he wear one? He wears two chains. 
The big ones like we lift? Uh, just about. Just Gold, though. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, I've got a good. I'll tell you why he changed his name to Two Chains after this because right. he had a name before that, and he wants to sell him records. Yeah. Change it to okay. Two Chains. All right. Anyways, um, now as far as the chains on the deadlift, yes, they're a pain in the neck. I'll give you eight, ten other workouts to do for deadlift without using chains in that fashion. If they, if somebody needed you, needed it. Gotcha. Okay. So, so setting up um, bands on the deadlift. Yes. There's a couple different ways to do it. Yeah. Uh, probably three ways that come to mind for lifting against the chain, uh, against the bands, mm-hmm. and two of them are good. One of them's not good. And I'll I'll start with the not good one because mm-hmm. it's probably the first time you saw me uh, deadlift against bands. Yeah. Um, this is the single band. Single mini. Single mini. Not doubled over. Exactly. Okay. So this is what is a way to do it, but probably not the best. And I would have to. To, to say this the right way, it's it's not a good use of the tension because it's all at the top. When you don't double them. Exactly. Pretty much. Because it's basically very little tension at the bottom yeah. and then a shitload it, of tension at the top. Up. It right. picks up, but it's not, as you know, it's nothing like having them double. No, it doesn't, it, it almost, it just feels like, uh, it's almost a gimmick. It's not even a... It, it looks good. Yeah. But what, you, what we ought to tell, be pointing out to people is, now this is the opposite, right? We talked about the... The, the accelerated eccentric. Yes, right? this is now an accelerated concentric. It has to be, right? right. You're not going to make the lift. Right. And on deadlift, the eccentric isn't worth much anyway. True. So, right? Just you have to control the bar going down. No. Keep it in your hands. Right. So we've got the opposite of the two, the bench and the um, uh, squat. Mm-hmm. Just, to, uh, just thought I'd point that out. You know, that, that's an actually an interesting point. I guess I didn't really think of that. I guess I didn't think about the eccentric being much less important on the deadlift. It just basically control it, right? Right. Yeah, I always you want to get something out of that move. Do some shrugs. Or something. I always push my guys. I know you don't do reps on deadlifts. You you like to keep it the same. Well, I'll do fifteen singles. Right, but for my guys when they're doing in a row, right when they're doing um, reps, I want to make sure that they're controlling the eccentric because I think that this is. Um, I'm curious your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. I think that if you're not controlling the eccentric, you're you're missing out on the workout. On some gains, you could get extra. You can get time under tension. Yeah, of course. It's like as far as like if you're I, thinking I, about it as a you know a muscle gaining movement, and while you're doing, if you're doing it for reps, it's more of a muscle gaining th- movement than a strength movement. I think to get something eccentrically out of the deadlift, though, you'd have to exaggerate it so much that the next rep wouldn't. Be worth well, so I well I guess what I'm saying, like when I'm doing. Deadlifts, you know, I'm kind of guilty of doing what they call touch and go. So I'm staying yeah. tight the whole way. Okay. If I were to crash down every time, right. I, it would throw me out of position. Mm-hmm. And I would feel, because I think a big trouble with sumo deadlifting is the fight to stay in position. Absolutely. And I find that, that practicing the eccentric and doing those touch and goes helps mm-hmm. me, force me staying in the position. It's practice. It's if you a, think it's helping you and your deadlifts are going up, then... But even for guys that do it uh, conventional, it's it's common to see people kind of crash and then retighten, pull it up nice, mm-hmm. crash, okay. retighten, pull it up nice, crash. And I like to see people keep it under control. I'm absolutely with you. I'm with you on that all, all the way. On all the lifts, but deadlift too. Um, so the second method for bands against deadlifts would yes. be doubling them up. So explain to people what that means when you double them up. So if you do, if you have a, a platform with the hooks like we have... This is going to be tough to explain without... Yes. <laughs> well, if they can imagine what you just said, just stretching a mini band over the bar and attaching it to a platform. Right, so the, the band is a loop. It's a big rubber band. You're yeah. hooking one loop and on one the, hook. And you're other, draping both 
parts, both sides of the loop yeah. over the barbell, and then you're attached to the other. That's what I described for the first way, and that is not the right, not the it's not the not wrong the, way, but it's not the, the optimal most productive way. way. Yeah. So now, folks, just picture that band folded in half. We yes. take one half, hook it over the band, and then have you and your buddy stretch it over to the other side because you won't do it by yourself, buddy. buddy. To the other side of the platform because we have hooks all set for it. If you have enough dumbbells, you can set this up and do it. Uh, and your other, if you're not at this gym, and and that's a doubled mini. Yeah. So I was just gonna say, so Matt, you're a 700 pound deadlifter. Yeah. You're using a double mini. So what does that work out to be in tension? We're pretty sure it's 200 pounds. Okay. And that's at the top? That's at the top. But it's very tight. It's got to be, at the by, by the time you're at the knee, it's got to be 150. So, Matty, playing devil's advocate here. Yeah. If I had a 200-pound band, singled, yeah. why would that not be as productive as doing... Band singled. As, you know, if I, you know, like my Rogue Black's probably equivalent to like a heavy band. Like, why is it better to do a doubled mini versus a singled heavy? Uh, so you have bands that are 200? Well, no, because the 200s would be like the silvers, but I've oh, got yeah, 100, yeah. so... Oh, which ones are those? The uh, the Rogue Black, so that's like two steps down from the silver. Oh. It'd be equivalent to the greys, I think. Oh, for deadlift? Yeah. I'd have to look at it, I don't know. Well, I guess, I guess what I was getting at was um, it's the tension in between. The I haven't, I haven't met anything like a doubled mini yet. Right, and it's because you're getting you're getting tension because if if you do a single band, you're only going to get the tension of the concert the concentric part at the very very top, after your knee, which is everybody locks out from there. Exactly, and so, so. as a sumo deadlift, right. like you and I are, you yes. want to make sure that you have tension as soon as that plate breaks the ground. You want to make sure that there's tension on the that. tension is there, and you and you have to beat the band. If you don't beat it, you won't get there. So I, I'd have to see that other setup to answer that question. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I haven't met the match yet of a, of a doubled up mini. Yeah, and I, I, I'm right there with you because I was able to do... I had a, the Rogue Blacks and the Rogue Greens. So that is a 100-pound band and a 60-pound band on each side. Mm -hmm. And that was not as easy. Or okay. the, double, the doubled minis was harder. Okay. So, so think about that. Double minis was harder than the Rogue Green. So again... Green back, plus black. Again, we get back to the minis, though. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's what I'm saying is that the... Uh, there's something about Sometimes it. less is more. Correct. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I'll give you a little three-week wave if you want. Yeah, let's hear it. That's right. really good. So you take, you're going to go three weeks, like we always talk about. Everything's three weeks. Mm -hmm. Sometimes only two, but three weeks wave on the deadlift. It's all from the floor against the double minis. Walk your way up to three singles. you got to deadlift again next week. You're going to go suspended in blues. You're going for a heavy single. The next week, the third week of this wave is in the greens. The lighter, the less, less help. You're going to try to match what you pulled on the blue. Okay, so week the one. The fourth week, you don't deadlift. So week one, straight weight. Week, no, week one against minis. Okay, week one against minis. Walk your way up to three good heavy singles. So week two, you get. If you want five singles, do five singles. Week two, you're on the future method with. Future method with the, with the very helpful blue bands, yes, the heavy ones. The thicker one. Correct. Now you're going down a notch the next week and you're going to try to match what you pulled in the blues very challenging yep. week four no deadlift week five start again if you want you can you could do easily nine weeks of that and come up with I bet a 20 pound PR 
I'll bet you. Because it's all off the floor. Everything's off the floor. Um, did you have additional... Was that? Did you have that uh, little cycle for the, the rest of the lifts also? Yeah. Let's hear it. I'll give you a bench cycle if you want. I'll give you a dynamic bench cycle. Yeah. Um, here's a nice little bench cycle. It's uh, Everything's based on three weeks, but it'll take you through nine weeks. Okay? Um, this is actually... Let me give you the squat first. You take 47% of your max and you will do eight to 10 sets of two against the light band, which is the green, or the, excuse me, the uh, orange, or the, I think we have purple now. Yep. Orange or purple. You have eight doubles at 47% week two, eight doubles at 50%, week three, eight doubles at 53%. Week four, the same percentages, now it's eight, eight doubles and you're going against the medium, which is the gray or the green. Uh, week seven, eight, and nine, Eight to ten sets of two, 47, 50, and 53. Remember those percents. Uh, and it's going against the heavy band. This is squat. This is squat. Okay. Okay. And this would be what we call a sample of a, like a dynamic cycle. Right. All right? Gotcha. Because those percentages are lower. All right? Yeah. I didn't give you a max because that would be a, a little bit different. Well, that's, a, that's kind of a different cycle anyways. But yeah. But that, that's nine weeks of speed training. Yeah. All in a box. Okay. I'll give you a bench, you want a bench cycle? Yeah. For, uh, let's see, this would give you speed. Okay, this is a 300 pound bencher, raw bencher. Sure. So obviously 50%. 150 pounds. Nine triples. How many grips? Three. There you go. <laughs> against, I studied uh, for this test. Against the mini, right? Week one, two, and three. 150 pounds, three reps, three, three reps, nine sets, three grips, mini bands. Weeks four, five, and six, 150. Three reps, nine sets. Uh, we have minis and 25 pounds of chain. Okay. Week seven, eight, and nine, 150 pounds on the bar. Three reps, nine sets, three grips, 50 pounds of chain, and the minis. You finish that, go back to straight weight for, uh, take straight weight for three weeks. You, you should have a, uh, an idea. If you want to take week 10, maybe week 10, I don't know, I didn't write a max for that. So, but this should have carried you into your on your heavy max day to a new max. So you you should be at maybe 310 or 315. So what happens to your speed weight? Your speed weight goes up, all right? So we're doing 50% of, yep. of 315. Gotcha. Right? So you can, re, you can redo that whole thing. And if it feels real good, maybe you could add some chain weight. I wouldn't change the mini bands much, but maybe the chain weight might go up. You know, I just had an epiphany, and yes. it was, it's why I see you guys using bands and chains on bench, and this is going to sound so stupid, but mm -hmm. it's because you only use the minis on bench. So when you want to increase the weight with the accommodating resistance, mm -hmm. you have the chains, you don't increase the band tension like you would on squat and deadlift. That just nope. came to me. I don't know why. Yep. That's probably stupid and obvious. Although I did give them one week of, um, uh, I think what was a three board, uh, a max, up, max effort night against minis. They did have one week of that. Gotcha. Just to feel it out. Gotcha. So that there's nine weeks of benches, there's nine weeks of squats. I didn't give any max work. We can you can call me or text me or email yeah, me. Yeah, after those nine weeks, stop in and we'll uh, we'll yeah. evaluate from there. Yeah. That's uh that's that's pretty good. That's a nine week dynamic cycle, folks. Yeah. Um, uh, and then you have a nine week uh, deadlift as well. Yeah. You, you know you everybody understands. You just keep repeating the against bands. Blue bands, green bands, week off. Against bands, green, blue bands, green bands, week off. Keep trying to beat the third week's deadlift from the, from the 
more help you got with the blue band. Right. I I like that. I want to. I'm definitely going to give that a shot once I'm done with this. Uh, I, I guess prep. you know, and I guess I wouldn't do it for more than six weeks. Then I would start getting some more uh, low block pulls, rack pulls, or the higher block pulls. Sure. You got to give you back a little break. Gotcha. Okay. No max deadlifts off the floor. That's that's me. I don't care what anybody else does, but other than me, other than me, right? right. Gotcha. I, I mean, I've got the data to prove it for myself. So, um, got a couple listener questions. Man. Okay. Um, first couple are from the Power Doc, our buddy Travis. Thanks again for uh, being a supporter of yes. this and listening and uh, giving us these questions. So. You mentioned lots, and I think that we kind of discussed this as we went, but just to reiterate the point. Um, what are the benefits, you know, you're a multiply lifter. Most of your guys that you train with, not necessarily that you train, but that you your training partners are multiply. You know, I, I got to say, I, gotta, I know everybody calls us that, but the only time we're multiply is basically in the meet. We wear, most of us wear these old beat-up briefs. We don't bench in a shirt at all, except occasionally. Yeah. So, well, I mean, yeah, I guess it's like you're a multiply competitor. Competitor, yeah. I mean, I'm. You know that none of our stuff fits us very well because you've seen it on us. Oh yeah. It, we, I mean, just trying to last. It's a super pain in the ass to get it on. We're just trying to last. That's why we're wearing the briefs. But we have. I mean, I throw the slingshot on now and then. But. Right. So I guess anyway, as a raw competitor, what are the benefits of using the accommodating resistance? I think it's the same as the the geared competitor. You, uh, you got to be, I think you, I believe you need to be one to squat on a box if you're going to use a chains and bands. That'd be the only change. I see a lot of the raw people that I don't think want to use a box. Am I right? I don't know. Typically, yes, because I think a lot of, I think it's got some, it's not that it's tabooed, but in general, I think you're right. I mean, I'm, when I, when I'm doing straight weight, it's, I really do straight weight mm -hmm. to a box. When I use a box, it's going to have some sort of accommodating resistance. Mm -hmm. And that's that's when I do it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if if you want to become explosive, you need to learn to squat on a box. So, Travis's second question was, mean. What was it? Let's make sure we answer this first. Well, it's it's the benefits of bands and chains for a raw lifter. What are they? And I think I that's think, you know, listen to the, the last same, fifty the minutes. The same as the benefits for any lifter. I really think so too, and I I think that what a lot of people think, Maddie, is that it benefits geared lifters more. Because you guys are getting, you know, the the thought is, yeah, and uh, that you know, on a on a geared bench or geared squat, yeah. you're going to get a lot of help at the bottom of the lift, yes, and a little bit less at the top, right. So what you guys are doing is you're adding the bands and chains to make it more difficult at the top where your t sticking point stereotypically would be. That's a really good explanation. Um, and I think that people have a hard time seeing how that translates to raw. Where okay. the sticking point might be different. Uh, the sticking point, it, it, with or without a shirt on the bench, is the same. You're going to miss it right here. It might be a little higher with a shirt. Between six Everybody, and eight inches off the chest. Everybody's going to miss their bench right here unless they pick some excuse me, ridiculous number. Everybody's going to miss a squat about halfway up. Yeah. Uh, briefs or no briefs. Uh, deadlift, I do see a missed on the floor a lot. More than the other two. It's lifters. a lot. Of, I think that's because people are gassed. And if you're a conventional lifter, you're probably not wearing gear anyway. So the answer is, it'll benefit everybody. Gotcha. Although there, there is a conventional deadlift suit out there. Yeah, I've seen uh, our buddy Nick McPhee cranking right. 770 off the floor with right. it. Um, shout out to him. And this is uh, Travis's second question. Okay. This is a little trickier. Okay. 
Managing the increased central nervous system load when using bands and chains. How do you kind of, I think what he means is like kind of, how do you equate that to your total, like, you know, if I'm doing a max effort day, I'm doing uh, 90%. I know that I'm going to be super tired after that. Um, if I'm doing a max effort against bands, how do I, like, is it 80 well, I, th I think kind of what well, it comes down to, and I, Travis, I apologize if I'm not explaining this question correctly, but it's, I think it's kind of how do you, it goes back to how do you equate that, how do you, you know, you've got some new tension or accommodating resistance that you now to need to factor into a straight bar weight. And also, I'm sure that he's, he, either maybe he's done some or he's read about how taxing, primarily it's the squatting against bands that's really taxing. Right. So, um, blue bands, for example, or blue bands and a, uh, blue bands plus, uh, uh, say, a medium band. For max effort work, it's good for about two weeks, and it really does pound your central nervous system. I mean, you go home and you're, I mean, you're still on vibrate mm -hmm. a few days later. Yeah. So, but then again, I you know, I just ran that question back in my head again, and I see guys doing you know sets of ten on the squat with four and five plates or eight eight reps with five plates and deadlifts for six and seven reps with five and six plates. I mean, I can't think. Of anything more taxing on your central nervous that system. That is taxing on your central nervous system, I'll tell you that. So, I mean, I don't know. So, I guess I'd, I'd have to answer the question with a question. You know, what? how do you how do you explain that, I guess? I don't know. At least, uh, what I see is everybody that's doing that high rep stuff is doing it consistently, all the time. If you're doing this band training right, you're doing these waves that I keep talking about, three yeah. weeks. Uh, and what I meant to say also is in a, in a max effort... Um, cycle, I've cut my bands to two weeks. If we're using blue bands on squat, for example, against them, two weeks only. So I think that, that kind of does answer the question of how you manage. And I, I, I think one. that ought to work for anybody. Yeah. Um, as far as the bench, again, it's minis only for max effort. The, the cycles I gave you for bench for speed, mm -hmm. they, will, they should not bother your central nervous system if you're in shape. No, they don't. You, know they, you feel great after yeah. those. Okay. So, again, it's getting it's coming down to uh, managing your workouts and knowing that hey, two weeks of this is plenty. Mm -hmm. um, and recovery stuff. He ought to, I'm sure he knows a lot about recovery. So, in fact, I, I got a little something on recovery too. Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah, I know that's a, a part of the reason why you guys use it. Um, this is a question from our beloved Ryan Montague. Mm -hmm. How should you determine? when doing an accommodating resistance workout, whether it be max effort or speed. Whether you use more bar weight and less tension, or less tension and more bar weight. So how do you, you know, do you do a... Well, on, on bench is pretty clear cut. It's it's 50% of your max, or your shirted max, or 60, whatever I said, 60% of your uh, raw max. Right, so on bench it's it's uh, it's pretty... It's very clear cut. It's, it, right, it's more intuitive on bench because it's not really intuitive. It's it's what it's the numbers don't lie. It's, yeah, it's whatever those maxes are versus the percents. Okay. Okay. So and it's many bands only. So on say deadlift, I want to be. I'll give you a stupid example here. As mm -hmm. a near six hundred pound deadlifter, what if I were to put a a big uh, you know ollie quarter on? So it's a full size. It's a quarter that's the size of a full size plate. I'm doing max effort right. against three 
doubled minivans or something insane like that. Yeah. Like, why would it, where do you meet, so that's kind of the extreme, right? Read me the question one more time. The question is, how should you determine whether or not to use more band tension and less bar weight versus more bar weight and less band tension? Okay. Well, we figured out the bench. Yeah. Right? Bench that's, is easy. That's, that's, there's, the rules are, they're not rules, but if you want to have something to follow, that's what you follow. Yep. 50 or 60, shirted or not. Yep. Nine sets of three, mm -hmm. 10 sets of three, 12 sets of three, three grips. Period. That's it'll work. Yeah. Uh, squat. If it's a heavy night, okay. What you do is determine what your weight's going to be. How much of that do you want it to be band tension? How much of it do you want it to be bar weight? That's what Ryan's question is. That's how much do you want it to be band tension? How much do you want it to be bar weight? Well, you, the the bands dictate it. So if you're going to use blue bands that night. Oh, okay. okay. I got you. So it's it's based on you. If right. Ryan wants to squat six hundred that night, he's I think I'll do blue bands. Well, you got two hundred thirty five pounds of tension. So Work do the backwards. math. Okay, right. So okay. it really should be I'm squatting against or I'm or deadlifting or whatever against yes. X band. Right. That so is I the starting that, point. That's the. They, they're going to dictate that. Yes. Okay. Now, if he wants more band tension, he's going to have less bar weight. If he wants yeah. more bar weight, he's going to use less of a band. Yeah. Go down to the green band. Okay. That, that makes it clear. Okay. That, that does make it clear. Yeah. Um, I think that's... Let me just check Facebook real quick to okay. see if there was anything else. What, what did you have on recovery? Well, because of, of the central nervous question. Yes. You, you do need to recover. But that doesn't mean go lay down. So, I wrote last spring, um, I thought I was going to maybe do the meat. Yeah. So when I'm doing meets, I do the extra workouts. You've heard of that yes. phrase, extra workouts? Yes. Okay. So since we're talking about bands and chains, I was using a lot of bands on my extra workout days. So I just, I, I happened to find what I did. So, and you can do, you need about 12 to 24 hours after a heavy night to do a recovery, an extra workout. Yeah. So you can basically do one the next day. 12 hours is, right? Sure. Yeah. So just uh, you know, I'd get on the bike, then I do banded leg curls, light band push downs. I uh, would do lateral band raises, something mm -hmm. like that, and throw maybe a weight movement in it with it, like an overhead press with a light dumbbell. Uh, the next time would be reverse hypers, maybe glute ham raise against a band, leg curls with a band. Um, and these you can see the dates. I did four nineteen, four twenty one, every couple days. Uh, 426, 428, every couple of days I would do one. Face pulls, regular, then uh, rope extensions with a, uh, a band over the rope. So oh. I use bands for a lot of it. Orange band push downs with mini band lateral raise, that's another day, with reverse hyper and ab strap. These are just all extra 35, 40 minute workouts I did. 12 to 24 hours after a heavy training session. I've been, I gotta say, I have. Uh I love using bands for like accessories a lot. Like those support yeah. exercises, you know, yeah. uh, bicep curls, push downs. And don't you feel like if you if you're feeling the sore joints? Oh, that's that's why I do it. Absolutely, right, right? absolutely. Okay. All right. And you know, I'll even do. Uh, it's not just me. Oh yeah, I right. do. Um, I'll do. Uh, what am I trying to say here? I'll take like a uh, like a sixty pound band or even a mini band. Yeah. A sixty to thirty pound band. Mm -hmm. I'm doing chest press, uh, mm -hmm. dumbbell, dumbbell press. I'll hold it in front of my make an X, so spin one side, yep. wrap it around my back, still holding onto the bands, yep. grab the dumbbells, yep. and now I'm pressing. They, so, that's a, that, that, folks, this is another thing to put into a recovery day. 
Light dumbbell, correct? Yeah. With right. a miniband. Exactly. So, I mean... Describe that for the people again. So, again, so I would have... I'd be... Uh, so, say for an incline bench. Um, and I can, you know, like a 325-pound bencher. I think I can incline like 225 or something. Who knows? Um, so, do an incline bench for an accessory on a recovery day. I might grab a 40-pound dumbbells, get them set up. I'm sitting on the bench, got the dumbbells by my feet. I hold the red band, which would be a mini. So, rogue red. Yeah. Find them draped over the... Uh, the glute hand yeah, here. Reverse, reverse hyper. Reverse hyper, sorry. So you're holding it in front of you. It's a big loop, right? Okay. Turn it. Turn one side to make an X. And when you throw this over your back, the reason why making the X helps, it'll help stay in the same spot on your back. Huh. So now while you're holding, now you've got an X. And you feel it's almost like you've got a little chest press with just the bands. Bend over. Grab the dumbbells. Now you're pressing you know, 45 pounds plus, uh, say, like, 15 pounds of band tension or something at the very top. Mm-hmm. It's a light load. Maybe do, uh, you know, between 8 and 15 reps, depending on how you're feeling. So so, so uh, listen, everybody, this is, he's talking about an extra workout. Yeah. I don't know if you did it on a workout day or not, but. Yeah, I usually, I was doing, I was doing a, uh, a bench only program for a while and that was an accessory. Okay. So that coupled with a couple of these things I mentioned, about 12 or 20, 12 to 24 hours after your last heavy day would have been a great combo. Yeah. For recovery, and I do want to say too, um, you know, there's been a few times where I've uh, I've gone on vacation with my parents, my girlfriend, whatever it may be. I don't know if there's gonna be, or I, I've got a work trip. I'm gonna be gone for a couple days, but I've got a meet coming up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to miss. I want to be able to get some blood flowing. Yeah, bring a couple bands with you. Yeah, that's a good. Call. It's the most bang. Also, if you're looking at starting a home gym, one forty-five pound plate. Right, so, so one two forty-five pound plates and a barbell, and you're looking at about two hundred bucks. And you're all set, right? Yeah, but you can't you can't bring that with you. No, and you really can't do shit with just a barbell, no. <laughs> other than deadlifts, bent over rows. Damn right. Buy some buy some bands. It's the most bang for your buck. Right. You can do with a set of reds. So a set of mini bands, or I'm, I'm, when I say reds and greens, I'm referring to the road colors. Yeah. A set of reds and a set of greens. You can get a full body workout. Be sore, feel great. You are. You give a really good piece of advice there. Just carry them with you. And uh, a set of red bands on uh, Rogue, I think, is eleven dollars. And really? I think I said a greens might be twenty. That's really so for right they're, there. They're elsewhere, they they cost more. Oh yeah. So for thirty bucks plus or minus, yeah. call it forty bucks yeah. shipped. You've got a travel ready at home gym. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, I think a couple other things just to finish with maybe yeah. or whatever as far as the bands go yeah change to a degree bands more for what I'm about to say bands are real easy with groups because you get them on the bar and most of the people can handle whatever you put on and you're only changing one plate here and there right most it's of the guys, minor if anybody's going up it's going to probably be one plate it's like fives and tens one plate off one plate on you're not trying to cut there's no fives and tens it's going to be a plate or not right Generally, oh true yeah maybe a quarter Okay, number one, easy with groups. Number two, you've got to get, if you want to be a success, successful powerlifter, you've got to become explosive. The only way to become explosive is to get on a bar. I'm just, this is me. I don't care what anybody thinks. <laughs> really, I don't. It works. Get on a box, learn to squat against the bands, chains again to a degree, but I think the bands develop more explosiveness, where I think that, um, Chains are, you know, for starting strength and stuff like that. But still, bands for um, speed, 
to even on a max day they help you develop speed because you got to beat them mm -hmm. okay and I think that you can't succeed and get your best lifts till you become fast your lifts have to be fast absolutely and and the bands will get you there you know what the force equation is right it's mass times yeah, mass acceleration times, yeah and a lot of lifters that I see I think a lot of the people that I train that haven't done another sport they don't grasp the speed concept I don't know if you no that I think that's because you know if you're a sprinter or you're a football player or whatever you've you done may some be, other sport you gotta bam Go, go. Yeah. But if you're a weightlifter, you kind of like you want to go nice and slow, yeah. feel that bicep pump. So I think a way to get that, because you can't make these lifts, you can't beat the bands till you get quick. And people don't want to miss. Right. So they learn to get quick. Yep. So the slower lifters, which is I think probably 70% of new lifters, they're slower. They don't, I didn't say of they're weaker. They're well, no, slower. It's, yeah, they're, they're, the first, if you're, if you've never benched or squatted before, it is very unnatural feeling. It's unnatural, but then you get it. But yeah. then you do, well, most of them do not get what I, when I, you're probably sick of hearing it. Let it go. Yeah. You hear me say it all the time. Of course. They, they don't understand it. They go, okay, I will. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't happen. Right. Because if you let it go, you have a chance to let it come back faster. Gotcha. And the, uh, Fred Hatfield said, anytime you max out, any, anytime you make a PR, it's the fastest lift you ever did. Whether, whether it looks like you ground it out, whether it took 30 seconds, it's as fast as you could lift it. Or you wouldn't make it. You'd fail. That's a, that's a really interesting point. And that guy knew what he was talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Dr. Squad. Yes. Um, Any max attempt that's made is the fastest you've ever done. That's so insightful. The bands will get you there. Damn right. Um, I guess there's one final thing, unless you have anything else, Matty. I don't think so. We, did a, ben we did a bench cycle we did yeah. a deadlift cycle and we did a squat cycle yes yes yeah that's i just that's a, i took a few notes so so on my the final point i'd like to kind of just bring this home with is you know the whole the whole reason that we did this you know we one of our most successful podcasts thus far was the barbell mm -hmm. episode and mm -hmm. the point of that was for people to come in try new barbells and have a you know have it benefit their their training yeah I want to, you know, the point of this episode is for people to understand the right way to set up accommodating resistance, bands, chains, whatever, mm -hmm. and have it assist their workout. If you have never done bands or chains before, you're not alone, and don't feel stupid asking someone. Come see us. Exactly. There's no better place to try it in the main area than right here at Dynamax, and no one here is going to laugh at you if you don't know how to set up chains. Half the people benching against the chains don't know how to set up the chains. So, <laughs> so never feel ashamed to ask someone. We, we want you to come ask. Yeah, exactly. Because then, because when you see someone setting up chains, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And when them. you see someone setting up chains the wrong way, yeah. you're just waiting for a friggin' crash or for someone to hurt themselves. Correct. And it makes it. And now it's awkward for us to go up and tell you that you're a friggin' idiot. We're not going to say that, but that you're doing it wrong. But um, our job is to hand this stuff on. Exactly, and that that is the big point of this podcast. So. Just as a, a final point there. So call in, write in, email us. Oh, yes. And obviously this, we, we you want just... want program? Let me know. And we just discussed um, setting up bands and chains. Over the next few weeks, we're going to try to get some short, concise Instagram videos on the right way to Both do it. stuff, yeah. And uh, also in those videos, we'll kind of give you some tips 
or kind of some some red flags if you uh, if you're not doing it correctly. Right. Such as not having any links on the ground, having twisted chains or twisted, twisted bands. bands. I mean, yeah. Um, uh, not unstable setups. Exactly. Uneven. Uh, making sure the collar is in the right direction. Yeah. Long if, side out. Long side in. If you're new to this, you still ought to come see us because yeah. we'll get you a base. You don't want this stuff for about three months. Some of the stuff says three years, but yeah, there's. Uh, I there's, think we can get you ready in three months. There's a lot of intricacies. Intricacies. Yes, about it. but I think you can get a. Uh, we can get you on a like a low dose. That's right. This stuff within three months. A little tester. Yeah. And with that, Maddie, this has been episode thirty-two. Thirty-two. Um, we're we're that much closer to these meets. We're, we're so. that much closer to these meets. Everyone's getting ready. Um, May twelfth for the open. March 10th for the women's. May 12th is at the Armory in Westbrook. March 10th is right here. That's right. Um, I think that's all of our announcements, yes. I think so. We still have our buddy system going, right? Yeah. So that's... Bring uh, a friend. You bring a friend a and you get a free month. If you're a member here. If you're a member. And also, you know... You I, always get a free week. Anybody new. That's right. I saw two guys eating egg sandwiches and Amato's on Saturday morning. And mm-hmm. I said... They, they were wearing like cutoffs and, yeah. and shorts and stuff. And I said... Where are you guys coming from? I'm like, oh, we're coming from the gym. What gym what are you gym? guys coming from? They're like, oh, another gym. And yeah. I said, come check out Dynamax right behind yeah. here. They didn't. But okay. they could have, and they would be better off than they are now. I think you intimidated them. I probably did. I was, I was wearing just sweatpants. Just come kidding. on, Maddie. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you all for listening. Yeah. This has been episode 32. Maddie, we just set a record for the longest podcast we've ever Cut done. Cut it out. Over hour 15. Jeez. Um... Uh, the, my my real final announcement: something that's going to help promote this podcast a lot for us is writing comments and giving us a five star rating on iTunes. iTunes is the primary source for finding this, and when you leave iTunes rating system, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have a five star or a one star. It matters the number of comments you have that bumps you up on the list. So if we want to be higher on the sports podcast list, we need more reviews. Uh-huh. So please, listener. Go out there. Leave us a review. You could just say, we love the Dynamats. We love the podcast. We don't like the podcast. It doesn't matter. Just please leave us one. It'll help us up a lot. Thank you all. For-